Hello, my pumpkins. This is Chloe Taylor, and welcome to Authentic and Unapologetic. Here, we explore spirituality and psychology. It is my goal with this podcast to remind you that when you stand tall in your own authenticity, you empower everyone around you to do the same. Hello, my beautiful pumpkins here on this cozy corner of the internet. We have such a special treat for you today on the podcast as this is the first episode where I have a guest. And uh, today we have Sarah with us, Sarah Obscura on the internet. She is a Twitch streamer. She is a self-proclaimed bomb-ass witch. And for the month of October, I thought that we would focus mainly on witchcraft content because many of you had so many questions about it. And every time I talk about it, there's a lot of questions. So I thought I would bring one of the coolest witches on the internet that I know of and ask her a little bit about her experiences. So um, hello, Sarah. Hello. Hello. (laughs) Thank you for having me on here. (laughs) Yes. Thank you so much for making the time. So I feel like we should just start off right away. I want to know, and like genuinely for myself, and I'm sure everybody else wants to know too, how did you get into witchcraft? Tell me all about it. Um, well, I have had a lot of, um, interesting experiences growing up. Uh, as a kid, I was very much drawn to nature and like stones and crystals. And I'd be wanting to learn all kinds of things about plants and animals. And, um, I felt like I had like this interesting connection with nature. Like I, I would... I had a way of communicating with animals as well. And, you know, it is, I feel like this is kind of a typical thing for a lot of kids that are especially, like, naturally drawn to magic and stuff like that. But, like, I also grew up in a very um, religious household. So, you know, it was very, like, oh, witchcraft bad. So I didn't really actually, like, look into all of this stuff until much further down the road and um part of what triggered that or you know, part of what like got that going was um uh someone had actually put a curse on me <gasps> no oh my yeah. god how did you find out Oh, and th- this was this was like this was a really bad curse too. It was really bad. And I the, to clarify, I did nothing to deserve it. The person was just really jealous and petty and they were kind of on a, a power trip. Um and they they were practicing some dark stuff too, but I had this like going on for like about four years and oh my gosh. Yeah, like I could tell that there was just something was not right and I was like Googling, I was searching all this different stuff. I went to a Reiki healer and uh, the Reiki healer, like she, she really helped like clear a lot of negative energy. I felt like I was walking on clouds for like the next couple days, but then everything kind of came back afterwards. Um, but she did mention some things cause uh, she was um, also like reading stuff off of me while she was doing the the Reiki work, and uh, she said that I was a witch in a past life, and she said I was part of the like true positive Wiccan circle. That's what she called it, and uh, she said also that um, at some point 
a lot of witches were getting killed and persecuted, and I had turned to darker practices to retaliate uh, in that life. Love it. <laughs> yeah. So I was just like, oh, wow. Like, I I was just, just kind of like, okay, that's very interesting. I didn't really know what to think of it, but I was like, okay, you know, I'll keep this in mind kind of so thing. So at this point, like you said, because similar story here, but at this point, you grew up in a really religious household and it was like witchcraft is bad Did, were you like scared of this were you like oh my gosh like witchcraft is you know stigmatized to be bad to me so what is like was that scary to hear that or was that just more intriguing um there was there was some fear there there was some fear there was fear but there was also still that curiosity um so it was it was very like conflicting but i think also because i've had some spiritual experiences in the past there that that also kind of like um kind of created that fear as well just because like when i was especially during the age of like seven to eight years old i did a lot of astral traveling without really knowing that i was astral traveling and i had all kinds of encounters with different like beings oh, wow. and yeah, some of them were not very nice either. And I'm like, I don't quite fully remember what had happened, but I know that something really scary happened. And I was just like, nope, nope, nope. And I kind of closed up my third eye. So and then just like after that, I wasn't having any uh, experiences for a while. But now my third eye is like opening again. And so little bit by little bit, I'm getting all these different like, things happening and um my uh, abilities are starting to reawaken um so yeah <laughs> love it i mean i don't love that it scared the crap out of you but i also think that's so that's such a valid like i, I mean even myself i feel like i'm very like heart chakra centered that's where like most of my power comes from and mm -hmm. my third eye like i don't know even though i'm not afraid of like witchcraft i definitely am I'm afraid of like the beyond this life. <laughs> and yeah. I've also like experienced a lot of like what science would call sleep paralysis, but I don't personally believe in sleep paralysis. I think that's science trying to explain what it can't. And I agree. <laughs> it's like demons at the end of my bed. Like I am not about that life, <laughs> but yeah. I think if I Actually, knew what I was doing better, it might not be so scary. Yeah. Sorry, I just I just wanted to add um, to that. Uh, actually, for me personally, whenever I have experienced sleep paralysis, I I have gone into the spirit worlds, or I would be interacting with like with like a, a spirit that's like present in the room. Like wow, that yeah, every single time. So I totally agree with you. Like yeah, I don't think it's just like oh you know it's science you know like right. oh, like, oh no. your body's just doing a weird thing. No, <laughs> yeah, no, you're you're entering something <laughs> yes, right now. Like one hundred percent. Um. Okay. Sorry. So eight side stories. I have ADHD. So if I ever get you off track, just be like, Chloe, knock it off. No worries. <laughs> um, no worries. So you saw this Reiki healer and she was like, you're a witch in a past life. Go on. Okay. So yeah. Uh, fast forward. I, I moved to Taiwan. 
Um, that's where I'm currently living, by the way, for those of you that don't know. Um, and uh, I was still had the curse, and it was fucking up a lot of things for me. It was, it was pretty awful. Um, I had, oh god, I had so many bad experiences. Basically what it was doing is it would make people automatically just dislike me and what they the would want hell? to to the and, and not just dislike me they would want to go out of their way to um like hurt me or scam me or rip me off in some way and yeah like i had to deal with like i dealt with this for like four years so it Jeez. wasn't until yeah it was it was pretty horrible I mean, and what a toll that must have taken on, like, your trust with others as well. Oh, yeah. I had crazy trust issues. I, I quickly learned to just, like, say as little as possible to people, and it made it very difficult for me to uh, make friends. I bet. And, uh, yeah, yeah, because it's just, like, anything that I would say could be easily used against me because I'd seen it happen so many times. So I was just like, all right, I'm just going to... Say as little as possible, you know, don't tell people much, don't get too close to anyone. And yeah, that was, that was how I had to like survive all of that. Um, but when I, I went back to Canada for a visit, which I'm, I'm from Canada. Oh, I'm um, so jealous. I hope to someday have dual citizenship in Canada and the U.S. Because I'm in the that U.S. That would be so dope. I would love to have a citizenship of Canada. I mean, I'm moving to Washington. I'd be a lot closer. <laughs> yeah, you would be. You would be, yeah, and you could, uh, you could visit Vancouver. Vancouver's really mm -hmm. nice. I have a friend yeah. in Vancouver too that I'm, I can't wait to be able to visit. Oh man, I miss, I miss Vancouver. That's actually, uh, sorry to, to get to get back to the story. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I, I went to Vancouver for like a week um, when I went back for a visit, and uh, I stayed at a friend's place, and she lives with a bunch of other roommates. Like they, they all share a house. Um, yeah, so they, uh, everyone was there except for one particular person. Um, and everyone kept telling me like, oh, it's too bad. Like, you know, the person's not here. Like you would totally want to talk with this person because this person's like, this person's like a total hippie, but like very much into spiritual stuff and not just like, not like, not like new age spiritual, but I mean like, like magic and astral travel and stuff like that. Gotcha. Um, yeah, yeah. So, and this is just, this is just so crazy. Like the timing of this and everything. This was like literally the night before I was flying back to Taiwan and he came back cause he, he was away for like the whole week and he came back and he brought a friend with him and, um, this friend, uh, she is, um, like a 76th generation Wiccan. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. And we were just, we just started having a chat and talking about all these different things. And then I, um, I started talking to her cause like, I, I had a very strong suspicion, um, about who it was that put this curse on me. And so I asked her if she knew this person, and she did. And so we were kind of talking about um, our experiences with this person. And uh, yeah, this person doesn't have a very um, good reputation. They're very, very chaotic energy around them. Like, they're always, like, stirring up drama and, you know, and then playing the victim. Like, it's just, oh, it was, it was, 
basically a very, very unbalanced Leo. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. I know a lot of those. I don't hate Leos. Yeah. I, in fact, my my closest friends, a lot of them are Leo Risings, but I have a lot mm-hmm. of problems with Leo Suns. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Only I mean, the unbalanced I've, I've got, ones. The balanced ones are I've fabulous. Got, yeah, yeah. I've got some really good Leo friends, too. Like, when Leos are balanced, they're, they're the absolute best. Like, yes. they're, they're, like, they're... They'll be your biggest cheerleaders, number and one hype man and, for sure. Yeah, they're they're amazing. But when they're not balanced, oh god, it's, it's <laughs> oh, um. So yeah, so she she told me about um her first encounter with this person. They're at like a it was like a BDSM event kind of thing. They're 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 you know they're they're in that circle in in Vancouver, and um, uh, this person like tried to like force himself onto her and it was just yeah it did not go very well um and that was like basically her first um experience with this person and then uh second time i guess they were kind of like talking kind of getting to know each other and um uh this person had invited her over to her apartment and so um you know what we'll call we'll call this person b um and uh so she's you know approaching B's apartment and B opens the door and she just suddenly got really nauseous like really really like she felt like throwing up and she, she was like okay i need to know what goes on in here cuz there's a very weird energy and B was just like oh well you know i i practice witchcraft and and she's kind of like, okay. So she kind of talked to her to try to get some more information out of it. Like, what kind of witchcraft are you practicing? And um, B had admitted that um, she, like, works with demons and oh. also does, like, animal sacrifices. Like, she sacrifices small animals, like hamsters or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. So <sighs> she was like, okay, well, I cannot come in here like i'm sorry but i i have to go and so she Good left for her i feel like yeah some people would not have the sense they would like feel like because oh, some people are raised psychologically to people please i feel like there are mm-hmm. so many people that would not be like i have to go so good for her yeah i i oh god i i would be like all right i'm out <laughs> no because it's like you getting that kind of a feeling from being in a place like no 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 yeah and like you know and she was just standing at the door like she didn't go in like she was just standing at the door and she could feel like something was really bad about that place um so what b had done um b had sent a, a demon to follow her and it followed her for like a year and she was very aware oh, of it but she gosh. she already knew yeah she already knew how to handle it though so she was okay um but yeah, so she told me this and I was just like, you know, suddenly things started clicking and I was just like, that's very interesting. Like, I knew that she practiced witchcraft. I didn't know how dark it was, you know, the, yeah. the kind of stuff that she was doing. Yeah. So right as I was about to say, like, I think that she might have put a curse on me, like mid sentence, she was just like, okay, don't freak out but there is a demon behind you. Oh, my. 
How do, how do you, that's like when people are like, there's a spider on you, which I'm not scared of yeah. spiders, but like the typical reaction is like, oh my God, you know, how do you not freak out? I would not I, be okay. Uh, I, I was okay. I was okay though. Cause like, I mean, I've had, I've had a lot of experiences like spiritual experiences and like I've, I've, um, I've, I've done, um, like stuff like, like to fight against demons and stuff like that. So I was very calm, but I was just like, oh shit, like really? So like, this is actually what it is. And I just think that's so interesting how it happened in that way. Cause you know, I, that's how, that's typically how demons work. They're very subtle and they always try to hide. They try to hide under like, you know, like keep things secret. They try to hide, you know, underneath things. So I f- feel that like, you know, as we were talking about all this stuff and then right when I was saying like, oh, I think, you know, B put a curse on me. That was basically like revealing the truth. And then that just kind of brought everything to the forefront. And, you know, that was like when my friend was able to like see that there was actually a, a demon behind me. Wow. And um, yeah, yeah, pretty crazy stuff. Another thing I should also add, because like, we were talking in like um in like the living room downstairs. There was also another friend, not the one that was away for a week, but um a different person that was living there. Um he's a lawyer, but also a demonologist. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's how man, the universe really said all y'all need to meet. <laughs> yes. Really. Really. <laughs> but uh yeah, so he was just he was just he was listening on the conversation, but he was just playing games. Like he didn't really say much, but, um, so, uh, so she was talking to him and describing like what it was and like what it looked like and everything. And, and then he asked me, he's like, do you feel like, er like people are always like pissed off with you and stuff? And I was just like, yes. Oh my (laughs) God. Yes. And it was like, I I can't even describe like how I felt because I had been dealing with this for four years and I tried to talk to people and people would just be like, you know, why, why are you always making things about yourself? Why are you so paranoid? Why do you think everyone's like against you or whatever? And it's just like, finally, someone actually understands what I've been dealing with. Like I felt seen and heard and it was, it was very validating. (laughs) Dang, I bet. So, I mean, I assume you don't have a demon following you around anymore. No, no. Uh, they they removed it. And uh, the crazy thing is, it was like about for like a month or maybe even like three months, I felt like this empty space behind me. Oof. Like it, it had taken up so much space in my aura. And like after it was gone, like I it, it just felt empty. It was like behind my right shoulder. Oof. And I yeah, like I was consciously aware of that empty space for a while. And it, it took a while for it to heal. Um, but yeah, that was, uh, there's that. And then also talking with her, um, I told her about how the Reiki healer had mentioned that I was a witch in a past life and she looked into it. She was able to, um, actually see what had happened and what she had described to me was exactly what I had dreamed as a child so I was like, whoa. And that's when I realized that um, 
that was actually a past life memory that I had experienced um, when I was dreaming as a kid. Wow. Uh, yeah, pretty pretty crazy stuff. So, you know, it, it was, it was kind of like everything was just kind of thrown at me. It's like, here, this is what's, you know, this is where you come from. This is what, you know, what you really are. And... <laughs> Wow. And then it was just like, you were just like, I'm going to study some more things or like, like what was like, once you learned about it, like what was your first step into like embracing that? Um, well, it was, uh, it was a slow pro, uh, slow, slow process. Um, you know, I was reading different things and still trying to figure out my path and, um, I, I still had some spiritual, like, attachments and stuff. Like, they definitely helped me getting rid of that, um, that demon. But, um, there's still some other stuff. And, uh, I went to, like, a temple in Taiwan. Um, it was just a very small temple, but they had, like, all these different gods. Um, because Taiwan, Taiwan is both Buddhist and Taoist. Oh, So there's okay. a lot of... Yeah, so you'll find a lot of temples that are actually a mix of both. Um, but yeah, so there's this guy came to like do like a, a cleansing and um but he I don't know, if if I felt like there was some things he couldn't quite do, he was a little bit cautious about doing for whatever reason. Um so it kinda helped but didn't quite and then uh, and then I got introduced um to these other people. Um they are Buddhist and they um, work directly with the gods and they become very good friends of mine and they helped me with some other stuff and uh i mean that that's like a whole I, do you mind if i if no I get into you it? please keep keep going <laughs> i'm so all right, intrigued all right. <laughs> all right so um so yeah we had arranged a meeting because yeah they could see there's there is still some um there's still some spiritual attachments and um yeah so uh we we arranged to like be like in this in this place it's just a an empty room um and uh when i got there like my anxiety just went through the roof but i knew it wasn't me i knew it wasn't me i knew it was like whatever else it was and they also clarified um, they said that there were, like, two ghosts that were attached to me. The place that I was living in was also full of ghosts, unfortunately. Um, I'm not living there anymore. I'm okay now. Um, but, yeah, there were there were two ghosts that were, like, clinging to me. And, yeah, they were, like, very afraid because they, they knew what my friends were capable of. And, uh, yeah, so, like, my, my heart was just fucking racing oh sorry can i swear oh yeah <laughs> you can swear that. you swear up the wall this is we have it on explicit on this on this uh, podcast <laughs> okay 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 good just wanted to make sure um but yeah they 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 were fucking terrified um so they did like this whole thing like it i don't even know how to describe it like they were physically moving but moving in the astral realm and so they were like cutting off like they had like spiritual weapons they were like cutting off the connection with the ghost and like as soon as that connection was broken i started crying because it's just all these emotions coming up oh. and then yeah they were um removing other stuff like they found they found an egg <laughs> And oh they gosh. used like yeah they they used like a fire to burn it, and then it, it turned into like this sort of dark 
crystal and they're like do you know what this is like do you want to keep this and i was like i don't know what the fuck it is like you can get rid of it i don't care like just, <laughs> just get get rid of it i don't want it like <laughs> and uh yeah and they uh yeah they had removed a bunch of stuff and then afterwards like i was i was okay i was kind of like whoa like it was a lot and um we we're just sitting and and talking and all of a sudden, I actually saw something kind of floating, floating like in front of me. And I was like, okay. And then suddenly I got like a pinching pain on the side of my head. And I told him, I was like, I'm feeling like some kind of pinching pain. Like, and it was on, it was on the left side of my head. And then uh, they're kind of like, oh, okay. And then suddenly one of them came over. And then, like, grabbed onto something, like, on the side of my head and then pulled it away. And it was, it was a demon. Oh, and my gosh. Yes, yes. And uh, one of them, like, took out, like, a, a bow and arrow, like, in the astral and, like, shot it and picked it up by the tail. And, like, I, for a brief moment, I was actually able to see what it looked like. And I saw it, like, squirming. And, uh, I, I asked them, I was like, does it, does it have a long tail? Does it have like bat wings? And they said, yes. So I was like, okay, I actually am seeing this then. And, uh, they talked to it and they said it was a Western demon. So it's like from the Christian religion. And, wow. um, yeah, they're just like, why, why are you following her? Like, what is this? Like, what, what are you doing? Like, and it said that, um, I still had a contract <laughs> And so they would be, yeah, so that they would continue to watch me. And that's when I remembered the whole thing about what the Reiki healer told me about my past life. And I was like, wow, so this is really coming full circle, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, um, so we had discussed uh, how to break this contract that I had made. And they said, like, one of the options was to be in a coma for, like, I forget, it was, like, six months or six years. I can't remember. I was like, I don't got time for that. (laughs) Like, yeah, we'll find something else. Seriously. I don't got time for that. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, we arranged another time to meet. And we did, like, this whole, like, Buddhist ceremony. So there um, there was, like, a fire and... They were saying a bunch of different mantras and they instructed me to do all these different things. Like I had crackers, I had to break them and put them in the fire and like say these things. And they also gave me bread and I had to shape the bread into like an arrow and then also put that in the fire and like, you know, put my intentions into it and everything. And and this is also like being done outside of a, a friend's bar. <laughs> Dang. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there's people walking by, but they didn't really think much of it because, you know, they're like, they're like oh, okay, Buddhists, you know, oh, you know, Buddhists yeah. doing Buddhist stuff, all right, you know, okay, whatever. So, uh, yeah, you know, they'd, they'd glance, but they're like, oh, okay, they didn't really think too much of it. But, um, yeah, after it was done, like, you know, it was broken and everything, and I, uh, I felt, I felt, like, totally fine, and, um... They had, like, advised me, you know, don't practice any, like, dark magic stuff, you know, no curses or anything like that. And they said, like, yeah, like, there's just, like, a lot of karma involved with that. And, uh, you know, 
after like knowing more and more about some of my past lives, I can, you know, I can see like, you know, how karma has played such a huge role. Like, I mean, even if you look, if you look at my birth chart in astrology, I have a lot of Saturn in my chart. I see. <laughs> a lot. Yes. I have, I'm an Aquarius dominant. So there's a lot of Saturn um, influence and, you know, Saturn is a very karmic planet. That's why I like you so much. Everybody always asks me what my favorite sign is, and it is genuinely, no lies, no cap, it is Aquarius. Aquarius Aww. is my favorite sign. So <laughs> oh, we love to we love to see it. Yes. Yes. Um, but yeah, I mean well we're 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 pretty we're pretty weird. We're pretty quirky people. <laughs> I think that's what I like about it. <laughs> about about Aquarian people. I like the quirk, I like the authenticity. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like I find I find Aquarius is like it's chaotic, but it's it's still a, a controlled chaos. Yes. If you get what I'm saying, yeah. Yeah, and uh yeah, so having a lot of Saturn in my chart, like there's yeah, there's a lot of uh karma that has played a role, you know, in in my current life and I feel like in this life it's kind of a lot of tying up of loose ends and also cutting cords with um with certain people that i've had like long-standing karma with and and here's the thing karma doesn't always have to be like this epic back and forth like you know oh you killed my cousin and i'm going to curse you like it doesn't have to be it can it can be actually something really petty it can even be something as as simple as like jealousy totally like harboring yeah harboring those kind of feelings you know if you don't if you don't let that go like that can actually carry over into the next life and then you'll still have this weird beef with this person in the next life like i've i know this because i've i've had encounters with some people and like you know some people that they you know at first they were really good friends and then suddenly things just went sour really fast and it was just like I had no control over it and it was it got very toxic and then I had to I had to pull away and just like cut ties and everything um yeah yeah so I believe that I, I mean I feel like no one has said this to me but I feel like sometimes you just know things I am convinced and I don't think anybody could convince me otherwise that I am my mom's mom reincarnated like I think it came back that fast because oh, wow. I wasn't here or even conceived before she had passed. And my mother and her mother did not have a very good relationship. And I feel like that's a big part of my karma here is to like heal that generational wound that has kind of gone on for a long time. Like it, it even predates my grandmother. It goes into like her mother as well. And I'm the first person in like a line of seven children. I'm the youngest of seven. My family's crazy. Oh my gosh. Um, they're a big Mormon family. That's why. <laughs> but um, I am the only one that like turns around to like, look at the trauma, look at what has mm-hmm. happened, look at the generational stuff. And there's also just like a lot of really weird, not coincidences, because I don't believe in those. But it's like, my grandmother died of congestive heart failure. And I have like, for no reason, a crazy fear of like my heart failing on me. And when I was born, they also said that, like, I had an enlarged heart and, like, something was wrong with it. And, like, even though everything ended up being fine, like, that's part of it. I also, like, look like her. It's, yeah. 
I'm convinced that I am her reincarnated. <clears throat> That's crazy. <laughs> oh. My relationship with my mother is like my greatest struggle and yet my greatest blessing at the same time. Wow. That is crazy. I feel like so, when you think those things, like, I don't know, I'm just, I'm just convinced. I don't think anybody could convince me otherwise. There's I just mean, too I, much. I, I, I wouldn't like tell you like, oh, you're wrong or anything. I mean, if, hey, if it makes sense, <laughs> it makes sense, right? Like, oh, I don't think any- you would. I feel like that's just me. Uh, that's like a trauma response in and of itself of like over explaining because I feel like too many people have been like, no, no, but I'm the only person in my family that like believes in karma and past lives. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I mean, from all the stuff that I've learned about past lives, like any, anything can happen really like shit can get real cray cray. So <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't be skeptical at all about that. I find that very interesting, actually. (laughs) I just feel like the timeline is also too perfect. Like, I was conceived almost immediately, not immediately, but like a few months after the fact, after my grandmother passed away. And I just feel like it's too, it just hits too on the nose. Yeah. Yeah. And even when I've tried to, like, as a kid, I've tried to, like, communicate with my grandmother's spirit, and I never could. So I think that's that's weird, too. Like, I've been able to get, like, (laughs) I've been able to get, like, signs, symbols, things like that from other past relatives, but never her. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, that's because she's not there. It's because it's me. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Oh, my God. That's that's kind of comical a little bit. Right? It's like, Hilarious. It's like, hello, are you there? Oh, wait, that's me, actually. Oh, wait, that's me. <laughs> that's so funny. Um. Anyway, I don't even know how we got on that. Oh, we were just talking about, like, karma and how, like, even little things really can play out that way. Yeah, 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 yeah. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. But yeah, back to to the story. Um, So yeah, after like learning about all this stuff... um, I've been, you know, continuing on my path and now, you know, I went from like, you know, being Christian originally. Now, you know, I don't just work with Jesus. I also work with Buddha and um, recently, yeah, basically in December of last year, I started working with uh, Hecate. Ah, I have been hearing a lot about her lately like everywhere i turn i feel like she wants something from me <laughs> like something she, on my yeah. altar like <laughs> this she is like very the well... fifth time in the, the same week that she has been brought up to me really she, yes. she very well could be uh could be calling your name she called me in the most obvious way and it freaked me out um I, I always, I kind of felt very drawn to her for a long time, but, like, I was hesitant 
to initiate anything and I, I really wanted to make sure that this was legit and you know I you know I wanted to be very respectful and everything and um I was riding my bike home from work and I wanted to go to a different place to get groceries so I went down a different road and I was approaching a T-section and right across from that intersection, there was a clothing store called Hecate VIP Station. Oh my gosh. Yeah, right? And I instantly felt dizzy. Like, I felt super dizzy. I had to pull my bike over. I had to stop and, like, put my head down. I thought it was an earthquake. But I looked around and no one no one was freaking out everyone's acting totally normal i was like okay this is just me and that's when i realized like okay she's really trying to get my attention <laughs> dang that's awesome yeah so i asked a friend of mine um that works with her and i was just like what do i do and um my friend was like, oh, well, you know, this is the kind of stuff that she likes and, you know, explains some different things. Um, uh, something very interesting um, that he told me was that um, typically in um, in the Greek temples, they every temple has a place for Hecate. Wow. Every single temple has a place for Hecate. Yes, because she is the goddess of the crossroads. She's not just the goddess of witchcraft. She's also the goddess of crossroads, the goddess of the unknown, also the goddess of the underworld. And, uh, you know, the, um, you know, she, she carries the torch and like guides people. Um, yeah. So, uh, and it's not like, it's just a very simple little spot that they would put aside for her and they always have two flames burning for Hecate. And so... Yeah, so he said, like, you know, just have, make sure to have, like, two flames to, um, you know, signify her. And, you know, you can give, like, some offerings of, like, you know, some of her favorite herbs or, like, wine or whatever. And uh, so that's what I did. I I lit the candles. I gave a little offering of, like, some, like, lavender and rosemary and stuff. And I uh, said a little prayer, and um, she has been very actively working in my life she has been teaching me a lot of things she's also extremely protective like yeah very very protective i've been like you know there's there's a the three different elements to her you know the maiden mother and crone yes um yeah i've mostly so far i have mostly seen her motherly side and yeah she's been very like warm and and caring towards me and yeah, anytime there's like some some like fuckery going on, like she's just she's just on it. Like there was um I don't want to get into too many details about it, but there was a situation that was a little bit on the sketchy side with someone that I I had met uh like not too long ago and things got kind of sketchy and I was like what the fuck? I was really pissed off and then I just heard her voice say I'll deal with it. <laughs> and I was just like, okay, all right. <laughs> all right, cool. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. I work mainly with Aphrodite. Like, she, Ooh. that is, like, my main deity. I've worked with her since before I even knew what that meant. Like, I don't remember a time in my life that I wasn't connected, which is 
a very different experience than I've ever heard from anybody else. Um, but it's really interesting, actually. I recently, I've been having like kind of a hard time. I've talked about this on Instagram. There's a podcast episode going out in September that covers more of that. But um, just like mentally going through a lot. And mm. I kept like trying to reach for her and I was like why where I feel like I'm just falling on deaf ears like I don't know if you've ever felt that way spiritually but where oh, like yeah. you feel like you're just crying out into a void of nothing and mm-hmm. I saw like a really close friend last night that also reads tarot cards is just such a beautiful light to the world and has so much knowledge to share and she was like reading goddess cards for me and i told her i was like i feel like aphrodite is just like not here i feel like she's not listening i don't know what's going on and tell me why the first card that flew out of the deck was the aphrodite card oh wow (laughs) and like then like because she's also a channeler this friend um Mm -hmm. she's also a channeler and like reads tarot cards and she was like chloe she hasn't left like she's here the whole time she's been here the whole time and there are certain things that she just really can't interfere with right now but like you just need to look for like look for these symbols I promise like she's telling me that she's here like and you'll notice and literally I went outside that night because I I like go outside a lot in the evening that's kind of like my I don't like to call it prayer necessarily but like that's when I like talk to my guidance system you know Mm -hmm. and I just asked for like a rose or a seashell or show me something that would show me something that would symbolize that you're here and almost immediately there was like a little shell on the ground which I don't keep seashells outside like (laughs) like just oh wow I don't I don't know it was just crazy but I don't know what made me decide to talk about that I guess because we're just talking about like deity work and that's just she's just the one that I've always worked with the most but recently I've also felt really called to Bridget Ooh, I uh I recently learned about her her story is very interesting how so I don't Um, really know too much well uh, uh, I guess there's like uh this like war that was going on and I think it was like her son that was that was killed in the war, and and she just had like this this absolute just like this outcry, like she was mourning the death of her son, and it was just it was just so powerful that it united the different tribes of Ireland. Oh, yeah, yeah, very uh, very interesting very interesting story about her um i don't know all the details about it but that was just kind of like what i got and i was like huh wow that's that's fascinating and just like yeah she, I, th- I believe she's associated with with healing as well um, i know like spring as well like that's her whole like springtime is like her like eggs the rebirth of like life after mm-hmm. the winter that kind of stuff yeah 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 yeah, very interesting. What what got you uh what got you interested in uh in Bridget? Um I I've done like I've left like stuff on my altar for her before because I just felt called to do so. 
and during like a spring equinox time during Ostara, I have done that before. But recently when I actually talked to that friend that was like, Aphrodite totally hasn't left you. She um, had a couple of other cards come out of the deck as well. And one of them was Bridget's card. Mm hmm. And it's just, I, I feel like I kind of felt like a sensation when she pulled the card up and I was like, okay, like I kind of got like goosebumps and I was like, all right, I'm just going to trust that yeah. one. Just a little <laughs> signal like, hey, here's my number. <laughs> so that's, I mean, I honestly, I have not done enough research yet. I feel like before I can like leave something out, but I've also been oh, yeah. feeling uh, with, I never know how to pronounce the name. You seem like you know how to pronounce it well. You said it was Hecate? Yeah, Hecate. I've heard it pronounced so many different ways. And I yeah. feel like that's the one, the way you said it is the way I hear it the most. So I assume that that is correct. But Yeah, Hecate, that is the, the Greek uh, pronunciation. Okay. Hecate, I feel like she, I just keep hearing her name everywhere. Like even in like the fiction book that i've been really into lately she is a very like strong character in the series oh, um wow. and I, my friend that was channeling mentioned her she didn't pull a card about her or anything but she mentioned her specifically um it's just come up a few times mm -hmm. well i uh i mean if you ever want any like advice or anything on working with her like you're always welcome to ask me i mean she she's uh she, there, there's different sides to her like i mean i've seen her very warm and gentle side but she also has a very like no nonsense side like <laughs> yeah she's not someone you want to fuck with bad like <laughs> i don't know why anybody would want to fuck with a deity bad i'm just saying like yeah but yeah she's uh she's she's not she's not one you want to piss off but um yeah i i love her and uh she she also she also um likes to help women especially those who have been in like abusive situations as well she's also drawn to drawn to those women as well because she wants to help them remember their own power gotcha. and uh yeah so she she also reaches out to uh women who are who are in uh situations not saying that that's like the only woman that she right, like reaches right, out right, to right. but uh but that is like another aspect of her as well i was and, gonna um, say like childhood abuse for sure definitely not relationally for me anyways yeah but. yeah yeah, yeah. <clears throat> But yeah, uh, she uh, she's very uh, very empowering as well. And um, yeah, since I have been working with her, like my psychic abilities have been getting stronger. And uh, yeah, like with the last few times I've done tarot streams because I I do tarot streams on my Twitch channel like once or twice a month. And the last few times it's been it's gotten very interesting. Um, <laughs> I had experienced, uh, what is it called? The, when you smell something, you oh, know, there's like it's, clear audience uh, it's, when you hear something. Uh, it's the one I always forget because it's different. Like it sounds different than all the other ones. Like it is a Claire, but it's like, yeah, I'm going to have to look it up now because <laughs> it's going to drive <laughs> me nuts if I don't. 
It's the smelling one. (laughs) Yeah, it's the one where you have clear smelling. Yeah, Um, well, I I experienced that while I was doing a reading for someone. And uh, I, uh, I ended up doing a little bit of channeling. And they hadn't told me, but that day was actually the anniversary of um of his father's death and i was smelling his cologne oh and i was getting like some messages from him also through the tarot cards it was it was crazy and um yeah so it was like having like that experience and like now i'm starting to get like visions and stuff so Things are things are starting to uh, awaken. Uh, my third eye is still not fully open. My Buddhist friends have been trying to help me with that. I need to do more meditation though, <laughs> but it's Medita- hard. It's I'm like, like meditation is so hard. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is really hard. Um, it's um, Claire Aliens, by the way. Oh, Claire Claire Aliens. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Which is the one that I always forget. So. <laughs> Well, I'm just going to remember aliens and Claire aliens. <laughs> yes, I love it. Um, anyway, I'm sorry. Carry on. You were talking it's about okay. like opening your third eye. You're having some friends that are helping you with it. But meditating. Medita- meditating is so hard. Yes, it is. <laughs> it is. Um, it takes a long time for me to like really get into the zone. And then when I do get into the zone, I get excited. And then I Same. break out of it. And then I'm like, ah, damn it. I'll be like, oh, my gosh, I'm doing it. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, exactly. <laughs> totally. I absolutely agree. I really like um, just for like meditating. I do it a lot for like sleep or for grounding because that's what I have the hardest time with. But I really like the app mm. headspace. Like it's short meditations, but I like how they have they do like courses, too, that like teach you different techniques of meditation that have helped me a lot. Oh, really? Yeah, and I think, like, the first week is free, but then after that, it's, like, a paid thing every month. But so far, it's been oh, worth okay. it. I have liked it. <clears throat> oh, maybe I'll have to check it out then. Uh, I don't know. For me, usually, I, uh, I'll i play some music, and I'll sit in my chair, and then I'll just kind of get into the zone. Sometimes I will um, practice speaking some Buddhist mantras. <clears throat> My friends have taught me a, a few mantras for, for protection. And uh, yeah, I'll like, I'll do that while I'm meditating. And uh, that does help me get into the zone. I have like a particular like breathing exercise that I do as well. Um, and that's usually just for like the first bit. And then yeah, and then I, and then I finally could kind of like get into the zone and try and like stay in there for a while. Um, but yeah, like meditating for me can go from like half an hour to like an hour and a half, depending on how things go. Oh my go. gosh, I don't actually. I've the longest I think I've ever done is an hour. I and that was hard. I couldn't do it without guidance, like a guided meditation. I don't know. I don't know if I could do it. I mean, I'm sure I could. I've just never tried to do it with just like music or just by myself. Uh, give it, give it a try. Um, I sometimes listen to binaural beats. Those can those can be really helpful as well. I do. I uh, like a lot of those. Like I like the ones by Meditative Mind, the different chakra ones. Oof. Oh yeah, those ones are so good. I love those. They're great. 
Um, I listened to a playlist on Spotify once, and I I ended up, I think I ended up like astral projecting. I don't know. I I kind of was asleep, but I had like a full on vision, and it was cool. It was really intensely vivid. Like I was, I was in a building, but the building was blowing up and it was like falling apart, and I was trying to like get to safety, but. I I went to like the very top of the building and all of a sudden I was seeing like the parts of the building that were breaking off. They were coming together in the sky and they were like reforming into this complex sort of clock-like contraption. Not really a clock, but just like, you know how you have like, you see like all the gears and stuff moving together in yes. unison. It was like that. And it was just oh. very complex and it was very colorful as well and vivid and like it was like transforming into this thing. And I was just like looking at this in complete awe and I, I wasn't like afraid or anything like that with with everything like falling apart. And then it got to a point where I was no longer standing on anything and I was just like looking up at at this this thing this like this new machine that was being formed and i like floated up and went like into it and then i like woke up and i was just like wow okay that was a that was an experience but i don't know i felt i felt there was some very strong uh tower imagery with that a lot of tower themes yeah and that kind of was what i was going through anyways like i it's been a very transformative year. I, <laughs> I think for for everyone, it's been a very transformative year this year. It's it's been um, just like demanding to let go of old stuff and be like, nope, like the old self must die kind of energy. What I think is so interesting is like we had Saturn in the sign of Capricorn for about three years and that was all Mm -hmm. like boss up luxury bags like this is what like it it was so status involved like what's your status right and now Mm -hmm. with Saturn and Aquarius tropical astrology with Saturn and Aquarius to me it is about authenticity authenticity about the humanitarian and i feel like coming off of this big status symbol it's been hard for a lot of people that were really attached to that ideology because i think i think capitalism is also like really built on not on the sign of capricorn but really built on (laughs) that like that status right and so i feel like now that we're in a transit that actually supports authenticity people that don't know what their authentic self is like everything that's not working has to go yeah so it it can yeah it definitely can be uh pretty devastating for some people that you know are just so used to like having masks and not not to say that those people are necessarily fake but you know it, it, it can be like a survival tactic you know like a coping mechanism you know it's like okay like this is how i present myself because it works yeah. But now it's like, nope, you need to peel off all of these layers. Like, who are you underneath all of that? Like, who are you really? Totally. And, I mean, uh, I have definitely yeah. been going through it. So I feel like it's accurate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. Same here. Oh, man. It's been crazy. I feel like um, this year has been all about, like, resilience. 
because I feel like 2020 was like the great crumbling and now it's like, how resilient are you? Oh my god, 2020 was, <sighs> 2020 was fucking wild, man. Can we talk like, about but... how it still feels like 2020, though? Like, I feel like last year and this year are somehow the same year. Like, I keep forgetting that when I talk about things that I did, I'm like, oh, wait, that was in 2019. <laughs> oh my god, that's <sighs> right. 2019 was such a different vibe, man. It really was. <laughs> I got I got to go to TwitchCon. And then, oh, like, yeah. <laughs> that was an amazing experience. And then it was like, okay, the whole world is shutting down now. I was just like, what? <laughs> no. Gosh. What's happening? I am definitely, like, even, I don't know. Are you super into astrology or is it just, like, something you're, like, where i just i don't want to like woman splain anything no no no, it's fine um i i have a lot to learn with astrology i mean i know i know the basics but i don't know it well enough um it is something i've i've really been wanting to like look further into and like learn more about um so yeah don't don't feel okay um, like don't don't hesitate to explain stuff because i probably won't know and i don't say this to like fearmonger anybody listening either like just be smart okay but i do feel like looking at the astrology and there's a lot of astrologers talking about this too is like it's you can see where like the virus the panorama you can see where it has coincided with certain transits like you can see where the uptick is it's every time that we have had um Saturn and Pluto come really close and then they came like exact and super conjunct at the end of the year and every time they have come close together there has been an upswing and we've had like a lockdown or something has happened and even though we're kind of past like that crazy point of it being exact you can see in the astrology where we're gonna keep seeing this like I don't think it's over I think it's far from over even astrologically I just think that we as humans are going to become more adaptable to it and when things shut down it'll be more routine if that makes sense Oh, and like gosh. work from home is going to become more and more and more common because we're not going to be able to survive without it um uh, that's I don't like, like the sound of that. <laughs> but like I think it's also important to remember like at least I don't know how it is there, but how it was here, like I mean, the state of Utah, people y'all are gonna hear my political side come out real hard right now. They handled it like idiots here. We didn't even have a mask mandate until the end of the year, like in September, when things were happening in March of last year. Oh um, my god. Yeah, Utah did not handle it well at all. I can't wait to leave this state. But um basically where was i going with that story oh if we remember though like at least in the u.s it was like even though things were locked down and you couldn't like go to a concert you couldn't like gathering things like that you could still Mm. get groceries you could still go out for necessities it wasn't like you literally could not go outside um at least here but i don't know how it was in taiwan and i feel like when people hear the word lockdown it's like oh my god i'm literally stuck inside the house when not necessarily like you might go out less but and of course like if there's any trips that you're super excited about that might be kind of iffy but yeah i had a i had a japan trip planned for march my my birthday month and that that got fucking trashed thanks to covid i was gonna see my chemical romance and evanescence (gasps) in concert yeah 
That would be like the I concert was... of a lifetime. Are you kidding? Yeah, and they had a ticket lottery, like basically to to be able to get like the first batch of tickets. Like you you enter your information. Like you're still paying for it, but I don't know. It was just, it was just how they did it there in Japan. And I actually got my ticket, Aww. and I was so excited that the whole thing happened, and then I had to get like my refund, and it's just everything that got, is it canceled. devastating, especially my it chemical was. romance because they haven't. Like, was that the first concert they'd done in a while? Because they kind of didn't do anything for a while, right? Not the first. They did They did a concert in L.A. and the tickets sold out, like, instantly. Oh, of course. Um, but they were they were just getting back to touring. And that was going to be one of, wow. their, one of their next ones. And, yeah. So I was really looking forward to it because I've never seen them live. I love their music. I've always wanted to see them live. Also, Evanescence. Like, also, oh Evanescence? God. The two of them together? Are you kidding? Yeah, it was, it was a concert. Yeah, it was a, a music, uh, big like music event. So there, there's a bunch of other bands as well that were playing, but those those two were the particular ones that I was the most excited for. Also, Japan. Yeah. I would love to go to Japan. Oh man, Japan's awesome. Ugh, I feel like I really that's wanted... on that's on being a Sagittarius rising. I just want to travel everywhere. <laughs> of course, <laughs> we we love our traveling. Yes. Um, we love our anyway, I feel like I got so sidetracked, but <laughs> it's so okay. when it, I do, I do have another question. Um, mm-hmm. So in terms of like your practice, obviously you don't ever have to put a label on it. And I want to say that to everybody as well. You could literally just be a witch. It doesn't have to be a specific type, but I was curious if you had any kind of label with yours, like what, what is like the witchcraft that you practice the most or feel that you excel at the most? Um, I work with a lot of herbs. I I do like a lot of like, green witchcraft, I guess. Also candle magic. I do a lot of candle magic too. Um, I've also been kind of working with fairies. I love it. Okay. <laughs> I feel like you said that to the right person because so many people, when you say that you work with the fae are like, oh my God, don't work with them. They are the worst. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> No, if you know what the hell you're doing, they're actually great. Yeah. I I, I also don't think it's for everyone, though. Like, I agree you, with you that. Have, you have to be a, a specific type of person to be working with fairies. But I I also have a past life connection with fairies. I, I was a fairy in my seventh Aww. life. I don't remember a lot about it. So I do have, like, a natural connection with them. And I actually wasn't even trying to work with fairies, but... After I moved into my new place, there's a lot of trees around here and, you know, a lot of fairies, you know, they, they live in nature, right? So whenever I go out into like natural areas like that, they, they tend to come out and just want to hang around me. So they started like coming into my place and I was kind of seeing them and I'm just like, all right, you know, if you want to chill here, it's fine. <laughs> just, you know, don't, don't fuck with my stuff, you know, just, you know, it's you know, we're, we're cool everything's okay and yeah they they've actually um they've actually like helped protect the place and everything Aww. and i give them candy and yeah they're they're, they're really sweet they're really really sweet <laughs> i've only ever had like one fey experience and it was i'm not gonna lie i was pretty early in my practice and i do think it was a little more foolishly done and i'm grateful that nobody got hurt and it was all a good time but I, there was a, I used to get like witches moon boxes 
And oh. it's like a delivery service that does like cool witch stuff every month. You get like tools and mm-hmm. stuff. And there was a box that was dedicated to the Fae. And it had like a whole ritual, a spell scry, like all kinds of stuff in it. And so my husband and I at the time both identified as eclectic witches. And mm-hmm. we were pretty new to like spell crafting things like that and we decided we were going to do the ritual that was in there without really knowing a lot and like I said thankfully nobody got hurt it was literally just a great time I had such a good experience but we did the ritual that was in there and I literally felt like and I was not drinking I was not high I was not like I was not under the influence of anything and I felt like I was like happy drunk for like three hours just (laughs) and the crazy thing is is like I know that it wasn't just like nothing because my husband felt it too like we were both like what are we on like wow what is like and we were just having like we were laughing about everything and it did it just felt like we were like a little drunk but like having a good time and Wore off within a few hours. Of course, we left offerings and things did not show up empty handed to the Fae. Um, Mm -hmm. And it was just, it was just fun. Like we just kind of sat in our own like fun bubble for like three hours and chilled with the fairies. It was great. (laughs) That's pretty cool. But yeah, that I, I, that's that's total. That's totally uh, fate energy, 100%. Like a party? I absolutely agree. It's like very like glamour, happy, like. Yeah, I agree. Super fey energy. <laughs> that was actually my first experience, probably really, like, I was already, like, dabbling in witchcraft, but that was the first time that I truly believed it. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. this is real. Like, this is, yeah. there is no, there is no doubt about this. And not that I, like, doubted everything prior to that, but I do think I was kind of, like, questioning. And after that point, I questioned nothing. I was like, oh, Yeah. <laughs> yeah you got you got all the confirmation you needed precisely um now my practice is so wildly different from that though like i very rarely even use other people's spell work like being a chaos witch it's kind of like anything goes <laughs> yeah there's a lot of controversy about um being a chaos witch though but i guess i, agree. I guess it really depends on what kind of path you take is i mean i I know there's some other people that uh, that incorporate other things that it's a little bit like treading on thin ice, you know, with karma kind of thing. So, yes. Yeah. No, I, I do not dabble in any kind of like hexing, cursing. No. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I've only done like... A singular, and if anything, it was more like a protective device. It wasn't like a, I want you to hurt. It was, I want you to leave me the fuck alone. (laughs) Yeah. And that's, that's totally, that's totally fair. Like, you know, you gotta, you gotta put up your boundaries and, you know, also like a return to sender, you know, sometimes, sometimes you gotta do that. Yep. I've definitely had to do that a few times because, man, when you... When you're in the public eye and you got people that just don't want to see you do well. Oh, yes. Um, you know, you, you you get that energy coming your way. So I've, uh, I've learned to protect myself very well. Actually, interesting thing. Um, 
I, uh, earlier this year, yeah, it was around, is in like June, June and July, um, I had a, a few opportunities to work with Sega on some stuff, which was <gasps> yes. pretty big deal. Yeah, pretty big deal. Um, I was part of like their their charity run, and it was for a um, it was for a charity um, to provide like mental health support to those in the LGBTQA plus community. And uh, yeah, that was really cool. So I did like a couple charity streams for that. And, uh, also I was a guest on the Sega channel. Um, what? For... I knew that you were working with Sega, but I didn't know about all that. Yeah. I, uh, I was on their stream with a bunch of other streamers and we were playing the, uh, Tokyo Olympics game that had like just launched and, Aww. uh, that was a lot of fun. That was a really good stream and, you know, everyone's really cool. And, uh, yeah, so I was getting these opportunities and, and uh, I have, you know, the the Malo Malo de Ojo, um, you know, it's like that evil eye protection yes. thing. I I have one on my door, right? And this was like, this is after the charity streams or before I can't remember, but it was around that time, and I went to go outside to like get something, and this was like before. Oh wait, this was yeah, this was before my my next stream and it dropped and it broke in half. <gasps> and there was a couple times it had dropped before. And uh like that doesn't it's not that doesn't happen very easily either. No, certainly not. Yeah, so it was it was like a warning, like there's something coming. And then it broke in half and I was just like, "Oh hell no." Like I was <laughs> pissed. This is like okay. There's obviously obviously some people that really don't like uh, you know me getting these opportunities right now. So like I had to do like full on cleansing and like protection spells and everything, and just like definitely oh, have to be careful with that stuff. Like it's I totally agree with you, and I actually have some stuff to share on that myself. But I'm gonna I'm gonna share it with you off the podcast because I don't okay. know if that person is listening and I don't like people to know how effective or ineffective their shit is. So, um, but you were like, those of you that are like into witchcraft or even, even if you're not like you're just in the public eye, people will try to send you some evil shit sometimes like, Oh yeah. That are just dealing with their own problems, jealousy, what have it like, yeah like i you are gonna be like chloe what the hell like prior to this year i don't think i ever did like protection before doing something online just because i didn't think about it and Mm -hmm. now you won't catch me doing anything without protection oh yeah you you have you have to have to have have protection yeah because you know even even if the person's not like intentionally like trying to like cast a spell or anything like that just just being like if they have like enough like jealousy or like malice in their hearts like and they direct that towards you like that can become a a psychic attack absolutely you don't have to be you don't have to be a practicing witch to like send that kind of energy to somebody right absolutely yeah it's it's very important to have uh have protection (laughs) because man (laughs) <laughs> Ugh. people yeah. be cray cray people be cray cray 
People be crazy. But um, um I think uh, sorry, I, I think I think something we probably could dive more into is like methods of protection. I can probably expand more on like stuff that I do for myself if if you'd like. Um if you feel comfortable, I the only reason I typically don't share everything is mostly cuz I don't want to give people the power to undo it. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But like oh, there can... are certain things I can share just I don't, I'm, it's like, uh, I always feel weird about it too, because I don't want people to think that I'm like gatekeeping information. Cause it's not about that. It's that I don't want to give anybody the power to be able to undo what I've done. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I, I totally understand that. Um, and yeah, I would just be sharing just some like basic stuff that like anybody can do. I have like other stuff too, but I, I will not mention those for <laughs> the same reasons. Um, but some really simple, like basic stuff that you can do is, um, like, first of all, it's important to cleanse your whole place before you put up protections because you need, you need to, you need to clean, you need to clean your place, you know, Agreed. clean out of any, any like negative or stagnant energies. So some things I do, um, when I like, you know, physically cleaning, of course, and then uh, what I like to do is I'll have, um, when I go to wash the floor, I put essential oils in the floor wash um, of whatever herbs that I want to work with. And I will set my intentions and kind of charge the, um, the floor wash, you know, with my energy and my intentions. And then I'll wash the floor. And it fucking works like 100. you feel an instant sh- yeah you feel an instant shift in the energy like it totally changes in your place and, i also um, like that's... to use brick dust like yes you have to like clean it up a little bit more because it can make the floor messy but brick dust i like in like a floor wash as well brick dust i've never heard of that really it's a, a method yeah. yeah i like brick dust for in like the floor wash i like it on window seals i like it under the doormat <laughs> brick dust wow. is the shit and it's very easy to get like you can buy it from a metaphysical shop if you want to or you can literally just buy a brick and make it yourself like just chip it off of a brick interesting i will have to look into that that's very interesting um, for me, like I'll, I'll use, uh, I'll use some salt afterwards. Like I'll put some at the doors and the windows and, uh, you can also use egg, eggshell powder. Oh, 100. I, uh, yeah. Eggshell powder. You can make it yourself. It's pretty easy to do. Just like, um, just save up your eggshells and then put them in a pot of boiling water and you have to like boil it for a while until the, all the membranes and stuff become loose and, the, the next part it takes a little bit of time but you got to try and like get all the membrane off of the shells so that it's it's just the shells and then yeah you grind it up in a mortar and pestle and um and then you have like your eggshell powder and you can you can sprinkle that around you can also use it in other spells um i've made like a protection powder before for a friend and that was like a mix of salt eggshell powder rosemary um, lavender, uh, um, what's it called? Um, uh, chili pepper powder, um, black pepper, just like mixing all those things. And, uh, yeah, that's a a really great, um, form of like protection powder. Um, but yeah, these are, 
yeah these are all these are all basic things that um that people can can do you can also like... use like um black obsidian like i keep black obsidian at all of my doors just like a crystal Ooh. usually a small one like packed into a corner so it's like very unnoticeable nobody's gonna come to your door and pick it up yeah um, that's a good idea actually i should i should do that my black place. tourmaline works too but i prefer that for like the bedside or for wearing it but black obsidian it's usually really cheap and it's like you can get like huge pieces or tiny pieces for really cheap mm -hmm. i find that at least where i live black tourmaline can be a little bit more costly yeah and i find uh black tourmaline needs to get cleansed very regularly i agree with that <laughs> yeah it just absorbs everything like a sponge and uh yeah, you have to cleanse it um, very often, more more than the other stones that, that I have. Um, I like the black obsidian as well. Like, I will use that with the intention of nobody can cross the threshold that's not supposed to be here. And so tell me why. I mean, obviously, the, the pandemic, nobody really came over. But I feel like even prior to that, when I started practicing that, like, I live in Utah, which I won't soon think thank the goddess. Um, <laughs> I won't soon, but I used to have missionaries on my doorstep for the Mormon church weekly, easily weekly for like years. And oh my God. once I did that, they stopped coming. <laughs> really? Yes. So I know that that shit works. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. I'm, I'm definitely going to have to put some around my place. I do. I do have some pieces of, uh, of obsidian I can use. Wow, that's very that's very good to know. I like it. I also like um this is really more for like peace, but I'll add it to protection sometimes to kind of do a little bit of both. I like chamomile in like if you do like a water-based wash on the window seals. I like like whatever protection herbs you're going to put in the water, salt, rosemary, what have you, maybe even some essential oil. But I also like mm -hmm. adding chamomile to it because chamomile also sets the intention of like peace. So like stuff from the outside doesn't come in. Oh, that's um, a good idea. You can just kind of take like a rag and wash the outline of your window seals. Yeah. Yeah. That's and a really good idea. That works super well too. Mm -hmm. I, I find that in our house, not that I don't do it because obviously I do my own spell work too, but I find that my husband is really the protection expert. Like he like, I don't even know what he does. I don't ask to be honest because I think the less I know, the better. He will like go <laughs> outside and like pray over the house and do all kinds of stuff. Oh, wow. <laughs> he is like into it. He is the protection one in this house. Like I do some things, but... He usually goes out at least once a season and redoes the wards on the house. I love that, though. Like, that's so cool how you work together like that. I think that's amazing. <laughs> Ain't no bitch coming in here uninvited. You damn right. <laughs> um, um, but I do feel like we're starting to run a little bit long. Um, so I think we should probably wrap up here, but honestly, Sarah, if you ever wanted to come back and talk about more stuff, like, I feel like we only hit the tip of the iceberg today. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> I would genuinely love to have you come back and talk about like candle magic and more into like the specifics because I definitely received a lot of questions and there'll be more stuff this month on the podcast about it. 
but I loved having you so much. Thank you so much. Please, everybody, make sure that you go to all of Sarah's links. I'm going to leave them all down below. You best go and support her. Um, is there anything you would like to, like, as, like, a final note, is there any advice that you would want to give to, like, a beginner witch? And then also, if there's any, like, links you want to specifically promote, go for it. Um, yeah, for those who are really interested and want to, like, get into witchcraft, um, I would say the most important thing is to learn about how to protect yourself, 100%. And also try getting into meditation. It's a little bit hypocritical for me to say that because I'm, like, (laughs) struggling to, like, do it regularly, but it really does help with developing your psychic abilities and just being able to, like, keep yourself grounded and learning how to work with energy. Um, It it can really help with that. Um, And, uh, yeah. Um, I, I mean, my links, I, you can follow me on Twitch. I mostly play games. I play some retro, I play some current gen stuff. Um, and I do my tarot streams once or twice a month. And Sarah uh, is like somebody, people ask me a lot, sorry to interject for a second. It's okay. People will ask me a lot because I don't offer private readings who they can go to. Like Sarah only does the streams a couple times a month, I believe, right? You don't do private yeah. readings. I do, but... I do, actually. Oh, you do? Oh, you do? Yeah, I do. Please, provide yeah. us with a link, queen. Um, oh, let me send that to you right yeah, now, actually. Please. But Sarah is somebody that, like, I'm very picky about who I will trust my energy with, and Sarah is somebody that I would highly recommend that you could trust your energy with, so. Hey, thank you, thank yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I take, I take, uh, I take, I take this shit real seriously, so. <laughs> she really does. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I do, I do private readings, um, and they're, they're very in-depth as well. And, uh, yeah, my Instagram, you'll see all of my creative modeling stuff. Cause I, I am also a model and makeup artist. I do really creative looks. I also do stuff, you know, it's a little on the sexy side. If you want to check out my fansly, <laughs> oh, I mean, yes. I was, on, I was on only fans, but you know, I'm transferring over to fansly. I'm still setting it up, but you can at least follow me there for free if you're into that and uh, wait until I start like posting and you can subscribe, you know? Yes. Um, yeah. Also TikTok, please follow my TikTok. I've been, I love your TikToks. Re- <laughs> Thank you. I've been having so much fun with it. I've been really, really getting into it lately and it's been a lot of fun. It's been, yeah, I've, I've been having so much fun with it and I think, um, yeah, everyone will, will enjoy my content over there. And, uh, yeah, I also have a YouTube, um, I don't post videos on there regularly, but every once in a while, you know, you'll see something, uh, the last, the last video I posted was this makeup project that I did, um, that was very artistic and also very emotional and, um, very, uh, personal to me. Um, you can check that out. Um, a lot of people, um, thought it was, it was very, it was very cool. Um, but yeah, you can check that out. And, uh, I don't know, is there anything else? Oh, yeah, Twitter. Follow, follow me on Twitter. Um, <laughs> I post cool art and uh, memes and shit posts and thirst traps and spiritual stuff, too. So it's, Love it's, it. a, it's a whole variety of 
content on there. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. So y'all better go follow this boss ass witch and let me know. I mean, even if you don't let me know, I'm, we're probably going to have Sarah come back. So <laughs> let me know if you I want would... Sarah to come back, but I already know it's going to be a resounding yes. So I um... would love to come back. Uh, this has <laughs> been amazing. Thank you so, so much for having me as a guest on here. Thank you. Uh, and I will talk to all of y'all's next Tuesday. Thank you for tuning in and we'll catch you next time. Bye.